Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So I had in mind this meme that I saw, and then the readings are going to kind of weave in. So you're going to get a double whammy today. Yay! Okay, memes. What are memes? Memes are those little pictures that you see on social media. Some of them are funny. Others are inspirational, some of them are spiritual, but they're pictures and words, right? I particularly love using memes when it comes to sharing a truth through a little bit of humor. You know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That's kind of how I think about it. And I have, I can't tell you how many memes about what's going on in the world. And I pepper them out there here and there because I want to bring truth, all kinds of truth, not just the truth of Jesus and the truth of the faith, but the truth of what's going on in the world. But this one made me think, and it's so cool when a meme makes you think. It should be just like A Bible verse should make you think. So what meme am I talking about? And you'd know this if you shared, or if you shared, if you followed me on social. Yes, I'm still on the communist platform, Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. And that's it. I'm not, I'm on Telegram, but I only go out there for information. I don't really post I'm on Rumble, but I started posting my videos there. I forgot I'm also on YouTube. Um, Again, until the world gets off of those platforms, I'm going to stay there because I feel that that is where my audience is most of the time on these platforms. The ones who don't know God and, of course, the ones who do. Okay, so what does this meme say? (laughs) You're probably dying over there. Get to the meme, girl. Okay. And it's so basic. Here we go. Consider how hard it is to change yourself, and you'll understand what little chance you have in trying to change others. Let that sink in. Consider how hard it is to change yourself. Hello? And you'll understand what little chance you have trying to change others. Okay. 
How often are we out there wanting so desperately for our family and friends, not only to find faith, but to also change their life in some way? It's one of the hardest things, the hardest things when someone you love isn't where you're at, doesn't know God, doesn't know that the lifestyle that they're leading is leading them straight to hell. Or maybe they do know, but you're still trying to convince them. You're still trying to get them onto the side that's going to save their soul. You're catechizing, you're pulling everything out of the books, you're having long, drawn-out conversations. At least that's what was happening with me. And that person in my life, in my family, is not necessarily coming on the train. And guess what? I've got to let it go and give it to God. And I've got to let it go and give it to God because I know he works in crazy ways. He draws with crooked lines. Look at what he did with me. Holy moly. I've asked many times, why did you wait so long? Why did you have me live that life for so long, God? But you know what? Don't ask that why question anymore. Because I know why now. Because he's basically been able to, through my life and my ministry, share all of the amazing things that he's done for me so that I can glorify him in my life to other people. That's why. But surely in the beginning, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? 42 years old? I mean, come on, man. But not anymore. I get that everything I struggle with, every grace and every blessing, every miracle, every, every spiritual, supernatural, mystical thing that I've experienced with God is so I can share it with you. That's it. So think about how hard it is to change yourself and how many times have we talked about it just this week alone. We can't do it. Sorry, people. It doesn't happen in a severely intense way as it does with God. It doesn't. I've tried things. I've done things on my own without really calling God in. I'm sure God had a hand in it to help me. I know we all have goals and we succeed, maybe even without thinking about God or inviting God in. But the long-term changes in our lives truly do come from God and a consistent and persistent relationship with him. So let's weave in the readings. It was Daniel who was copping an, an eye, right? Peeking in, doing a little of that creepy, what do they call those people that peekaboo on people, spy on people? 
<laughs> Why does that always happen to me? I do this podcast, things just don't come into my mind, and then when I'm done, they do. Anyway, this creepy, he's doing this creepy move watching her, I think it's Bathsheba is her name, she's taking a bath, and then he kind of wants her, she's married, and then he kills her husband so that he can have her. So he's having an adulterous affair, and then he kills the husband. Now this is Daniel, you know, the one that God was with who killed Goliath with one stone and a slingshot. The one who we recently read, God put on his heart not to kill the king. So here we are, and Daniel is way off the deep end on the other side of God, has completely disconnected himself with God. We haven't gotten to the point yet where someone, a friend of his, basically says, you know, that's you. And then he runs back to God. Spoiler alert <laughs> for those who didn't know. But here's my point. I sometimes say, you may not be battling with mortal sin anymore. And that's a typical spiritual progression, right? That's the first stage. You've got to understand what's right, what's wrong, what the commandments are, what the teachings are. Believe in them and then ask the Lord to help you change. That was why I kept falling and falling and falling and realizing, oh my gosh, I have to change everything. How overwhelming. How am I going to do this? How, how, how? No, no, no. Confession, confession, confession. It was horrible. Then I realized I could get God into the mix and that he could actually help me. And he has. But the deal is, is you can and will, might, might, not will. You may fall back in. So when 2020 came, in the middle of Lent, I was in the midst of one of the coolest Lents I think I've ever had. I was traveling. My Lent was packed. I was going to be on the road all the time. And my one thing out of the 15 that God said, make it one, was to have one meal a day. And that was going to be hard. I had to take it every day with God. And I had to pray my way through my hunger while I'm in the airport, smelling all these, you know, all this food and stuff. And sure enough, it was awesome because the first, I don't know, week and a half, I was praying all the time. And each day I had to decide, well, am I going to eat breakfast today? Because sometimes I would be speaking at a breakfast meeting. Or, or would I wait for dinner, wait till I got home at the hotel, and it was working and it was wonderful. And I kept talking about it during my talks and then boom, everything got cut. And then all of a sudden I went into this tailspin. I tried to accept it. I tried to say to God, okay, this is a good thing. You and I will get closer this Lent. I will be home this Lent with my family. This is good. And then honestly, I went into this spin I spun out of control. I was so tired I could barely keep my eyes open. 
Then they shut down mass and I was watching mass on TV and I'm falling asleep. I am falling asleep all day long. And then on top of it, I have this incredible appetite. Like I've, I'm finding myself anxious and just out of control. The bodily urges to go eat and just eat and eat and eat was overwhelming. And yeah, I fell into it and I wasn't sure what was going on. And then I was having these urges to watch pornography. I mean, strong, crazy urges. I mean, these things, and I, it wasn't for a week, but about a week in, I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I got on my knees and I started crying and then God told me, basically, <laughs> he put on my heart, didn't say it out loud, but he said, look, you're not using the weapons I gave you. And it occurred to me I had not delivered a spirit for that week and a half. We got to pay attention. We have to pay attention to what is going on. We've got to ask ourselves why. And we have to understand that it's a process. We have to love ourselves through all of it, through the falls and through the triumphs. I mean, holy cow, when you walk away from that sin, so when those temptations were overwhelming and I did not watch or give in, there were moments of glee, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used the word glee before. But I was gleeful, like, oh my gosh, I didn't do that. And so that's all I'm saying is think about how hard it is for you to change yourself. And when we think about changing others, we really should just love them where they are right now and give it to God. It's a beautiful sacrifice. If you can offer up your worry and your concern for somebody else to God, as a sacrifice, Lord, I offer up this anger, this resentment, this frustration with my son, my child, my spouse, my friend, my parent. And I ask you, I, t I give it to you on the cross and I align it to you. And I also offer it for all the people who do not know you, Lord, who don't know that living with you is so much better in this world. Everything is easier. So you've just prayed for that person. Maybe even you've sacrificed for that person. And you prayed for all of those other sinners out there. And I don't know about you, but I like to pray those prayers aloud. Because I want Satan and his minions that are running around me to hear them. When I thank God for all of the blessings in my life, I want Satan to hear that. So when I pray in the morning, it's Lord, I love you first. I pray in tongues, yes. 
Yes, crazy Kendra has got that tongue thing. <laughs> I don't share that much. But I start off in that beautiful love language just between me and God. Satan doesn't know that language, by the way. It's just basically my way to tell him I love him without the words that I cannot find because no words matter. No words match my heart. And then I say, thank you for my life today. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my husband. I say lots lately. Thank you for the heat in the house because <laughs> it's freezing here. Thank you for our material goods. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my kids, my, my family, my extended family, my friends, my ministry, all the spiritual companions out there. You know, you can even get into thank you for getting me through X, Y, or Z. And then I give everything to them. You know, I'm not going to tell you how I go through the whole prayer thing. Like, if you want, send me a note. I will. I can structure something. We can actually go through prayer if you want one of these things in, in one of these podcasts, these things in a podcast. That's cool too. But again, we need to be patient with ourselves and we need to honestly have some humility, surrender that worry to God and that person to God every single day. I'm in the middle of doing these videos and I cannot stress enough that it is a daily walk. And when we don't talk to God in a way that is set aside every day, our days are going to be more difficult. They just will be because they, <laughs> they always are for me. If I rush into the day and don't even say hi to God in the morning, that's bad. For me, I'm not living with God. I'm not thanking him for this day. I'm not offering myself to him and I'm not asking him to live it. So the, the meme in the readings... Think about how hard it is to change yourself. Realize that Daniel fell, not just little, but in a big stinking way, but then came back. But he came back because somebody said something, right? So it's this person who says something and then Daniel changes. So it's kind of this interwoven thing, right? We can plant seeds. We can there's no doubt that we should, but we may not be that person that's going to convince and convert. And that is the biggest thing I want everyone to realize and let go of. Because if you don't think that every time I get out there and I speak, every single time, without fail, if there's open questions, People ask me where Jeff is on the journey. And you know, it used to sadden me. I used to actually feel like, gosh, I'm so pathetic. Here I am 
And I have a husband who's not even going to mass. You know, like, I'm on fire. How come I can't put him on fire? But I don't think that way anymore. I haven't for a long time. I gave Mary and Jesus, my husband, a long time ago. And St. Joseph. And I'm going to have to trust in God's timing. And hey, guess what? I know he's on a journey. I see it in him. I'm telling you, he's more holy than me. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, it's getting into a long one, but I mean, it's intricate. It's deep. I could have made these two different ones, but it's the tail end of the week. And I don't want to leave you high and dry waiting for the next one till Monday. But that's really the deal. It's hard enough to change ourselves. We need God. So let's let go of trying to change other people because we got enough work to do with ourselves, right? And you're just going to frustrate yourself and you're just going to get, you know, disappointed and aggravated. And that's not what God wants. God wants you to give it to him to continue to pray persistently without doubting that he's going to change that person's heart. Don't give up on the prayer. Add a little sacrificing and suffering to the mix and let God do the rest. That's the recipe, right? You pray, you believe, you keep persisting, you do your little sacrifices, and then he will add the water, right? We're the seed droppers. God will water it. And you never know. He might put a monsoon on that seed for that person, and all of a sudden it's a massive change. Again, just like in my life, I wasn't looking for God. Nobody was trying to convince me at all. So God works in beautifully mysterious ways, and we just have to allow him to do his master plan because, you know, there's a reason for it. We just don't know. And let's continue to ask him to guard our hearts Let's be patient with ourselves and know that it's a process. And sometimes it's not always forward progress. But darn it, I got to say this before we go. Back when I first met with my spiritual director, I was still battling with the sin Not a lot, just occasionally. And I was, I was mad at myself for it because I didn't want to do it anymore. And I was talking to him about it and he said, you know, God loves you on a 10 scale at 10 always, no matter what you do. And at that time I was like, no matter what I do, he still loves me, huh? <laughs> it had the opposite effect on me. Opposite. Opposite. Completely. So I started falling into it. And I'm like, well, he still loves me. I'll go to confession. So I went through this thing and I finally called him and I said, dude, I don't know if you should say that <laughs> to people because it had probably the opposite effect on me than what you intended. And I fought through that and everything. But, you know... That's, don't 
think that way. Yes, he loves us. Yes, he's always going to forgive us. But that's not the reason that we should go ahead and do it because there's this beautiful confessional and that is abusing the sacrament. That is not having a real confession because you're just walking out saying you're going to do it again. But that I wanted to share because in some way you may be thinking, yeah, it is hard. And yeah, it's not always upward progress. And yeah, I'm probably going to fall maybe. So why don't I just fall, get it out of the way and then get back up? No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Remember, pay attention. And if you're paying attention and you have triggers in your life that turn these temptations on, then you'll pay attention to those triggers and you won't go that direction. Just like we say in the act of contrition, you know, keep me away from anything that leads me to sin because it's usually a drink, drugs, maybe hanging out with those people who do that all the time. You know, we can see there's patterns. This is why we must reflect. This is why we must ask why. Okay, now I am going way over. But it's a lot to think about. And I don't want you to do anything but just be patient with yourself. When you're trying to change and you need God, bring God in. And please be patient with everyone around you. And God. Because what we're talking about here is life. And life is the two greatest commandments. Keeping God the center. And loving yourself and your neighbor. Excuse me. And what we just talked about here is all of those, right? All together. Loving God. Asking for his help. Being patient. And kind with ourselves, but also being persistent for our prayers for ourselves and our lives as well as others. So let's focus on us today. Focus on today because today has enough worries. Tomorrow's got enough of its own. Lord, I love you. Please fill me with your seal. Fill me with your joy and peace. I surrender my entire mind, body, soul, and spirit to you, I ask that you live my life for me today. Please take over every aspect. Show me you around me in the things I see, in your beauty, in the things I read, in the words I hear, the music I hear. Show yourself in my life today in a big way, Lord. And please change my heart. Purify it, cleanse it. So every word and thought and deed is of you. In your name, Jesus, we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, get on out there. Go be love and light smile, get that mask off your face. You're not afraid of death. You're not afraid. People need love and facial interaction. And you go be that today.
All righty, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God. Have a blessed and inspired day.